Hey there, my name is Hugo Prince. I'm the host of the Road to the IPO, the podcast of Entrepreneur Aguirre. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I also want to let you know that the podcast Road to the IPO is not available in all the other platforms. iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please, please rate the podcast on iTunes. Leave a comment. Let me know if it's good. Let's start the show. Today podcast is in English and I have the great honor to have on the show Kevin Kleiman, CEO and co-founder of Kumi. Hey Kevin, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Thank you. So for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Kevin. I am a co-CEO of Kumi and we build yeah. a system of record for Canadian SMBs. So that's Uh, HR, payroll, and benefits, one simple spot to do all three. Um, okay. And yeah, that's Humi. All right. So before we talk about your company, I want to talk about yourself. I know you, that you study at University of Southern California, mm-hmm. but not as an entrepreneur, but as a, but, as a, but as a dentist. Is that right? Correct. I went to yeah. dentist. So what happened to go from dentist to entrepreneur? For sure. So... Um, there have been elements of both, uh, in my entire life. Um, I've always done entrepreneurial things, you know, whether it was lemonade stand or I had a couple of small businesses with friends in high school or a couple of little experiments during university. And then on the dentistry side, um, both my parents are medical professionals. My dad's a doctor, my mom's a dentist. And so they've always instilled this idea that the foundation should be one of those. Okay. So as a result, um, you know, in believing that to be the truth for a long time, I ended up at dental school in California. Yeah. Always building uh, businesses, trying to run small little hustles. Um, and that's how I ended up doing both effectively. Yes, because we know that a lot of dentists are entrepreneurs. They own their own, uh, they own their companies. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where you were heading. You were studying like a dentist, but you knew that you want to be an entrepreneur. Is that right? Yeah. So I always, um, by the time I was in dental school, I believed that I would do something entrepreneurial in the dental world. Um, yeah. And I tried a couple things. It uh, turns out it's, a, it's not my favorite place to build. And uh, <laughs> I got, I fell in love with software and yeah. the evolution of building software companies. And so yeah. one gradually led me to the other. So, Hume is not your first company. I think you were trying to do something like in the broadcasting, uh, in the broadcasting field with another company. Is that right? It was originally called Insta Radio and pivoted to naming it Roar. Um, yeah. Allowed anybody to do a live audio podcast um, from yeah, that's the, all yeah. every um, um, you know Facebook, Twitter, um, in a, every platform, uh, and then it recorded a version to be distributed after that. So when was that? When was that? When uh, you started doing that? Was, uh, it ended in 2015. So okay, we uh, were launched maybe six to eight months after Instagram was. Um, yeah. 
uh, ran until, you know, the closest analogy would be like Periscope with Twitter. Okay. Yeah. But audio only. So do you think you were too early? Because right now podcasting is big and it's, it's starting to be a trend. Do you think that company was too early? Uh, yeah, in combination of a number of things, um, yeah. timing was a little bit early. Uh, the industry itself, the growth rates look yeah. less like video and, uh, images. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, uh, it isn't quite as exponential a curve. Yeah. And also uh, building a, uh, producer, like a, a two-sided marketplace and, and also like uh, production tech is yeah. really difficult to make, uh, work with, um, discovery and consumption. So I, I think there's a confluence of a lot of those things. Probably the closest thing to what we were trying to build is Anchor, uh, which just sold to Yes, yes, yes. That's a huge one too. Uh, a lot of podcasters use that to distribute the podcast. So yeah, yeah. So, so after that, after that company, you just start to, you just start Kumi, which is a Canada SNL payroll and benefit solution for small and medium businesses. So what is Shumi exactly? Uh, yeah, so after that company uh, ended, um, and this will tie nicely to the intro, um, yeah. there was a period of learning of maybe uh, half a year where I got really interested in SaaS, but I also went back and was working as a dentist to support myself. Support okay. Um, and at the time, there were two companies that were growing faster than any SaaS company had grown before, uh, Gusto yeah. and Zenefits in the U.S., and yeah. the more I learned about the companies, the value proposition, um, the business model, um, how they were being built, uh, the more I fell in love with the, okay. the of a company like that. And at the same time, I was realizing that there was an opportunity to build a company in Canada that would hit the 100 million annual revenue uh, target, which a lot of SaaS investors are looking for. Yeah. The combination of the two led me to say, let's go for it, find some people, start building. So you're based in Toronto, is that right? Correct. Right now, correct. So, so you talk a lot about the um, small and medium businesses because that's where your market is. So how does Shimi benefit them? How does Shimi benefit the small and medium companies? Mm -hmm. So, uh, as you probably know, managing employees is yes. probably the most important um, function of every single company. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah what your company does, what the timing is, uh, it's very likely that the performance, uh, you know, of your employees will determine the outcome of the company in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me, uh, functions on a number of different levels. Um, for most companies, it functions on the most basic level of automating and simplifying really important mission critical, uh, tasks okay. that are involved with, uh, managing employees, getting yeah. documents signed, being compliant, uh, making sure time off is tracked, payroll is done, you know, properly on time and, and well, um, as companies level up and yeah. are spending less time doing manual data input because they have one single um, brain system of record for all their yeah. employees. They can start to do stuff like, um, you know, invest more in their onboarding process. There's yeah. more like how to better retain employees start to do performance management, start to take advantage of an applicant tracking system. So yeah. we give them the tools to do that base level um, functionality and to graduate um, into some of the higher level stuff. Yes, because I think it's great. There's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that sign the business 
and they, they want to start like something small and with human that would help them something that would take care of the human resources because as you say this that's a lot of job taking care of employees so that's a good solution and i want to i also want to thank Ethan. Ethan that he put the contact so i think he's one of your clients too so he's happy with that <laughs> yeah Ethan, uh, he's got a cool business and they use Yumi as well yes so I saw something really cool on the website when I was looking at your company. So there's the LV Human Resources Virtual Reality. So the world first had maintained HR experience using virtual reality. What's that exactly? Because it sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds cool. Um, it's actually an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. <laughs> but it, uh, to your point, it, it touches on a lot of ideas that are prevailing. Yeah. Uh, HR today. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously, H, um, VR is kind of a hot thing, and so is yeah. uh, work from home culture, work from work culture. Mm -hmm. We can bridge the two uh, within the context of an April Fool's joke by yeah. building something that would allow people to feel like they were in the office at home. Yes. Yeah, yeah um, that sounds cool. Yeah. But the idea is really re real and something we think about on a, uh, you know, a lot. You know, how do we allow people, given all the tools that they have, capabilities of you know new uh next generation platforms like us yes uh like zoom you know we're using today um to improve the way they work and yeah the fashion that allows them to be um have a greater overall satisfaction um without any loss in productivity or you know increase there yeah so let's talk a little bit about that so working for home you're talking about the benefits do you think that most companies should start giving that time to their employees anywhere like small or big, they should like stay at home, let's work with the tools. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's very company dependent. Okay. The job of a company and any manager is to make sure that what an employee wants um, and what the company needs are aligned. Okay. And there's some companies where that just wouldn't work with a remote working policy. Um, if you have to work with your hands or in a factory, <clears throat> those yeah. would be really, you know, I, I don't foresee those things working within the confines of work from home policy. Yeah. But if, you're, uh, if it's majority knowledge work, um, if people spend 95% of their time on a computer, um, those are situations where you can create an environment where it's as effective remote as it is in the yeah. office. And if that works with the culture and the type of people who work there, then I think it's a, a fantastic idea because commute is a huge waste of a lot of people's time in, in life. Yeah. And, um, you know, employee happiness is incredibly important to retaining people long-term. You know, they can spend 20, 30 minutes with their family uh, or doing other things that are important to them. Yeah. And it could be the that could be the reason why they stay at the company for another six months or two years. Yes, because you were talking about making our employees happy. Do you think that in the twenty one century that should be the the priority to companies as technology comes comes in and starts taking place? Think that employee employees will make their employees happy? Is that the first priority? Well, I think the reality of any business. Um, yeah way business incentives and structures are to, um, to to look at what will be the best for the business long term yeah and it's the perspective that in most cases the happiness um, and fulfillment of the employees is very well yeah. aligned 
And so because the work from home policy fits in nicely um, yeah. within the confines of that story, that I believe a lot of companies should really understand whether it's something that, that works for them. I can work for everyone, but you know, company's job, uh, unfortunately is, you know, just to be successful and make money. Um, and if this is something that helps improve employee morale, it's something that should be yeah. seriously uh, thought about. How many employees do you have at Hermie right now? Uh, we have 30 employees at the company right now. So do you, do you want to instill like a mindset to bring those employees happiness? Is that one of your, your priorities in your company right now? It's massively important to us. Um, yeah. We believe that um, people who are happy um, are going to stay longer, are going to attract yeah. other people who will be happy, will foster a great environment of a greater productivity. Um, so it's yeah. something we think about on a regular basis. Um, how we believe uh, you know, we make somebody happy may be different than other companies. Um, yeah. I subscribe to the idea that somebody working on things that are interesting to them uh, with people they enjoy is yeah. the most important thing to keeping somebody happy. And there's a ton of fringe benefits, um, you know, lunches, you know, ping pong tables that are fantastic, but they miss the core of what people are looking for on a daily basis. Let's say for uh, uh, people that are watching and listen to the podcast, they have a startup. And you know, as a startup, it's always changing. There's always the stress. How do you make your keep your uh, employees happy with all the stress of, oh, let's do this, and tomorrow just changes? Because change is a factor to, to get people scary, you know? How do you make those people like feel comfortable with change? I think um, expectations and filters are incredibly important. Yes. So- making sure we filter for the people who are going to be um, prepared, happy, and like willing to take on the challenges of that much change, very important yeah. up front. Um, and in that same vein, setting expectations. Uh, you know, We believe that when we look for an employee to join our team, as much, you know, the right idea not to sell the company or to oversell, yeah is to yeah. be as honest as possible um, to yeah. get buy-in from them that this is something they want to devote time and energy and, you know, is, which are really their two most valuable resources. Yeah. Um, so we're extremely upfront and uh, brutally honest about the challenges, <clears throat> um, how, you know, working in a, a early stage, fast moving company um, will affect their lives and then the type of a commitment that is necessary. Okay, good. So before we go to the last segment of the podcast, I just want to let people know where they can contact you, which platforms are you on, so they can maybe talk to you. Sure. Um, Twitter is probably the best. Um, I'm on there at K-K-L-I-M-A-N, K-K-L-I-M-A-N. Yeah. Um, or just shoot me an email, just Kevin, uh, my first name, at humi.ca. Okay, perfect. So we're going to put all the links on the description so if people want to contact you. So I just want to have like two extra questions right now. So what do you think of the future of human resources with the AI and VR? Like because technology is coming and you know, human resources make employees happy to all this administration. But what do you think the, the future of human resources is going with all this new technology? Mm-hmm. So I think all the, t- so there's a lot of talk early on with single, uh, you know, employee management systems that combine all yes. these that you're not gonna need an HR person. But the truth is, in my mind, a little bit different than that. 
Um, okay. I think it actually frees up time and resources to be able to focus HR energy, which is exceptionally yeah. important. I don't think anybody should be fired. You know, you should be eliminating that role or you should be adding to it. Um, and those people should be spending more of their time on the things that really move the needle forward for the business. And okay. the vast majority of cases, that's how we find the best people um, for the jobs that need to be done. How do we keep the people um, who are, you know, within the company? Yeah. And then how do we challenge and filters, you know, our existing employment base so that we know we are continually having the right people um, for the right jobs. Okay. So you mix technology and people together so to make a, a strong uh, basement base, I mean. Because exactly. both so, of them, yeah. Yeah, the MLAI stuff, it isn't to make decisions for you. It's to help you make better decisions. All right. Thank you. And the last question I have for those that listen to the podcast and watching, what did you learn for your past companies that you bring to Humi? Yeah. So um, for me, it was that the people are the most important uh, part of the company, bar none. Yeah. Yes. Before, you could have a great idea, perfect timing in an exceptional market. If you don't have the right people, um, it's not going to matter. Uh, so focus on, you know, not only um, getting the great, you know, the right people, but also knowing who are the right best people for you, um, for yeah. those that you, um, that need to be done. Yeah. So the biggest lesson you, you had is people because people is, people are business. You know, people are the core of your business and you have to take care of them. Mm. Spend more time up front, understanding the roles necessary yes. to scale involved and then also spend more time prospecting for the right people to be leaders in those sections yeah uh, and you know proper like senior leadership is six to 12 months uh recruiting so yes be prepared to build relationships and yeah lessen them for a long time before they bear fruit <clears throat> all right thank you very very much for accepting the invitation on the podcast i appreciate so we have Kevin Kleiman, CEO and company of Humi, on the road to the IPO. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Take care.